Welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all for joining us tonight. It is a lovely, somewhat warm evening here in Michigan. This is episode 30, Only the Strongest May Rule Mandalore. Tonight we're going to be talking about all the spoilers, all of them. The ones that they randomly dropped on Thursday, and then on Friday, and then a second time on Friday because, hey, that seems to be what they want to do. We'll also be talking a little bit about their upcoming stream uh, next. I think it's next Thursday or next Friday they're doing a stream, so we're going to be having a conversation about that. And if we have enough time tonight, and it looks like my mic's in the way of my face, but if we have enough time tonight, we'll also continue our Rebel series. If not, it will 100% be a focus for <laughs> um, the next couple of weeks. With that being said, let's welcome the co-host back to the show. Welcome, JJ. Welcome, Charles. How are you all tonight? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Doing A-OK. -okay. Getting some Christmas shopping done, huh? Oh, yeah. Getting close um, to that time. Well, I, I, so every year um, before COVID, I used to shop a lot because I made it a personal goal in my life to get everybody in my family to play board games. So I would work like Dice Tower Con um, or I would work like Mega, uh, Mega Con when I was in town or whatever to like work at like the local vendors and they would like either give me board games for working with them or cool stuff would have like discounts for for us. So I would like shop for them and get board games. Well, we haven't had any conventions in like two years. So I'm like <laughs> struggling to find more <laughs> Christmas gifts now. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, we, we, we went on black Friday and they had some deep discounts where they were giving away uh, quite a bit of quite a few board games that I've never played. And they were on sale for like anywhere between 20 and 50% off. So I bought a few of those for the siblings, you know, um, and stuff like that. Other than that, like my son was the only one that wanted uh, board games. And then the best part was he put on his list a board game we already own. He just never decided to read the rules that I bought him like three years ago. <laughs> so like, I don't know whether to go take it and wrap it up. Yep. And give that's it 100% do that. Yep. 100% <laughs> do that. But if he remembers and he's just pawning me, right? You know, like, what do you do then? Because he could just be messing with me, you know? Like maybe he remembers. That's his, gift. that's his fault. So I have a backup just in case. <laughs> You're like surprise. This is really your present right here. Make it like a Christmas <laughs> story where he gets the he gets the rabbit pajamas first and is so disappointed, and then hiding in the corner is the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> you give Fair him enough. give him the board game you already had, and then he's like, "Wait, I already had this one." You'd be like, "You totally did." Here's your real gift. There was a uh, just side note. There was a TikTok I saw the other day where a guy had taken his bar exam, and he got home and his wife had bought him one of those gigantic like cookies, 
And when he opened the box, it said, screw the bar. Who needs them anyway? And he gets confused and he goes, but I passed. And she goes, oh, crap, that's the wrong one. And then goes over on the other side of the table and grabs the other cookie that is congratulations on passing the bar. She's like she had bought two cookies to cover no matter what happened. So that's what you got to do now. <laughs> that's great. That's funny. One year for Christmas, we had somebody make a giant fortune cookie, too. And like my dad has, you know, this saying that he used to always say when we were kids. And um, so my mom had that made for him. And he literally would not stop, like would not open it for years. I think he let that thing sit in a case for like 10 years. And then finally we were like, hey, dad, you should probably open that. And he's like, I already know what it says inside. And I was like, oh, okay, but don't you have, don't you ever want to eat the cookie? He's like, no, nah, I'm going to screw you guys over. We're going to do it in like 20 years, and I'm going to make everybody eat a piece of it. I was like, ew. <laughs> I mean, it's a fortune cookie, right? So they got preservatives in there, but still. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, it feels like Christmas, though, because we had a lot of spoilers drop this week. Like crazy amount of spoilers. But before we get into that, I think one of the biggest things that the stream had is they are going to attempt to play a live game of X-Wing next week. Oh, that's going to be With fantastic. The new stuff. With the With new, the new stuff. Is, yep. Yeah. That is our assumption. So, A, we're going to see how they handle it this time, right? Because hopefully... They're a little bit a little bit more prepared and they don't use um, asteroids that don't belong on the table. <laughs> um, and hopefully he can they can be a, a little bit more contained in what they were going through um, and have like actually be able to give us a roadmap. So what would be really cool is if on like side the side of the screen, they gave all the new rules and then they just kind of like demoed them for us while they were playing because it kind of felt like they were waiting for that instance to happen versus you know, forcing it. And then all of a sudden you saw them force every one of the incidents. You're like, yeah, you know, Ray would never do that, that maneuver. She never, she, she would never do that maneuver, you know? Um, yeah. So I think it's interesting. So what do you all think about uh, before we get into any of the spoilers, because those are happy times. Like, what do you all think are going to come from the road rules and, and what are you hoping to gain out of it this week? Well, personally, I hope that they actually have a third party managing um, the communication to the chat and to and like kind of like commentating on what's going on and actually let the players play the game and focus on it. Um, so that way it, it has a little more organization to it, because if they have to stop to like, you know, explain like a rule like mid game between the players, like it, it kind of doesn't feel natural um, and they'll get like maybe three turns and uh, before anything significant like actually happens and because they have to like constantly stop to explain stuff. Um, I, I just hope that they have a little more organization and presenting the information. How about you, Charles? Um, based on, so the, the streams that I've seen from AMG, which admittedly are not a lot, I don't really watch the paint casts, is not something that, that catch my eye. I'm not a minis painter, so it doesn't, watching someone paint while they drone on about things is not an idea of a good time. Um, a lot of their streams have seemed kind of haphazard, like not in a bad way, but like kind of unorganized, kind of like how we were on episode one and episode two, you know what I mean, where they're trying to figure out how to get their feet into the game and how to do that. And 
I just, I really want to see them play the game. I don't care if they interact with the chat. I would like to see them interact with the chat, but I'm more interested in seeing them actually getting their hands dirty. And I would love more than anything to hear a, oh, that rule doesn't work the way we thought it would. Like let yeah. them have let them have an unfortunate situation where their rule makes the game unbearable for a second, and they realize like, oh, maybe this rule doesn't work the way. So, yeah, yeah, and I think I think there is room for improvement. I agree. It would be nice to see a little bit more organization in in it. Personally, I don't know. I, I will. We'll. I guess we'll see what happens um i will tell you i do like the interaction with the chat but i would not want to sacrifice it if it meant that they aren't going to answer us i would not sacrifice that um if it interrupts play i guess so be it um i would prefer they don't but if it does i would rather have that than have nobody answering the chat because in fairness when they did the paint stream for the gauntlet fighter they were answering questions, and then on top of answering the questions, they brought in some of the models to compare. So they took it they, for for an AMG stream. They actually took it pretty seriously. Um, again, and I was a little surprised because I didn't even know they were going to paint a gauntlet fighter, right? But I, again, yeah. this goes back to their communication. They like I asked, why didn't they paint this squid, right? And oh, they had two paint streams with the squid, and it's like, fuck, how did I not know this, right? And it just. Either I'm paying too little of attention or they're just not taking some of their communication style seriously enough, right? Um, I don't know. For me, that was it was kind of like I did go back and watch them painting the squid and it looked pretty cool. Like it was kind of cool to see them to, to do that. And, um, you know, because I if they're going to paint X-Wing stuff, it would just be nice if they could like like when we go live on Discord, we get a blast that says, here you go. Right. We have a schedule. It'd be nice if they at least use the schedule inside of Twitch to communicate with people at, the, at minimum, right? Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So okay, there you go. Yeah, Nabi. I I didn't know what was happening. I didn't even watch. I don't watch the MCU paint streams just because I don't play that game. Um, and it kind of makes me want to buy M MCU's uh, MCP stuff. Like I've I almost almost bought a couple of kits this weekend because I was on a buying spree. <laughs> um and some paints. sale yeah uh, they weren't on sale but chris was spending money because i got um i got a little i had a little extra money from some overtime in my check so uh i was gonna be a little more generous to myself it's a but, trap don't do it but yeah i well that's that's what x-wing is x-wing's a trap too um, so, <laughs> especially when wrong. we when we find out how much money we're gonna have to, to pay for oh, some of these new ships man i can't oh my wallet is crying preemptively. Oh, um, maybe, that stream maybe that up. they maybe it won't. The stream that they had on Thursday just All right, uh, there it is. doing the the painting for the gauntlet that was uh, so as nice. you can see here in the first picture they have a the gauntlet fighter as he was painting it a mall color is the size of um, larger than the size of a falcon. And then there's a picture of it next to a ghost. So relatively similar in size to the ghost in terms of how tall it is the some of the structure of it is a lot bigger and then if you look at the bottom piece right there you can kind of see how thin it is though compared to the ghost which i think is a benefit <laughs> so i have i have a slight concern with this image 
Yeah. And the it's, blurriness. It's one... No, 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 no. It's not that. So the ghost <laughs> came with a, a special peg that snapped on that held the, the ghost in place because it was such a large and cumbersome ship. The peg that they have the gauntlet fighter on in um, in the stream, because I watched the stream and I watched at the end of it when they put it down on the table, and it's an epic peg. It's, it's a peg meant for an epic ship. But looking at the bottom of the gauntlet fighter, it looks like just a standard peg, like what's on the bottom of the Falcon or what's on the bottle of yeah. any of the other ships. And if that ship is as big as it is, if all that it has is that peg holding it up, that thing is going to snap like candy. That is my concern too. Yeah, I don't but know. I, I've right. actually, I've actually run the. Um, uh, it just the probably decimator. means we just glue the peg on. Can you hear <laughs> JJ, Chris? I don't think you can. Oh no, I can't. Okay, I'm like, I'm like, I, every time JJ starts talking, you start talking with him, and I'm like, I don't know if he can hear him or not. So no, yes. I didn't. I'm dumb. Can everybody else hear JJ? It's just me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They can. I just yeah. muted on my seat. My side. So, um, so yeah. So I've run like the decimator, and I've run the 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 lambda shuttle on the epic peg before. Um, it is pretty solid. Um, for for what it does, I kind of wish that we would get like another reiteration of like what the the ghost stand is, the the new two point ghost, uh, because it was a lot more firmer. Mm-hmm. But I think. Uh, it looks like the majority of the weight on that ship is going to be towards the rear, especially if you put the um, the wings up uh, for the pivot. So I, that's my concern there, where it might be unbalanced. Um, but other than that, I think it should be okay because it looks like the center of the weight is more towards the center with the, where the cockpit is. But I mean, we'll see. Other than that, I am really excited overall. So I just want to see what the final paint job looks like because. He started. Uh, we don't have it on the on the photos here, but the, he started adding like black tint around this, so it started looking like a mall type um, like paint job on this. And man, it looks great. And then they also showed what the actual uh, box looks like. Uh, the actual like manufactured has like a bluish gray type uh, paint job on it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get this on the table. <laughs> Nobby. If the peg snaps, do you auto get disqualified because of the new rules of having to have a ship on the peg at all times? You just add more pegs. <laughs> right, but if the peg snaps off, you can't add more pegs because it's not there. That's why you have the AMG official glue to peg the two glue. <laughs> <laughs> the AMG official peg glue? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. And I, I don't know if that's going to be a problem or not. Um, kind of going forward. I am skeptical that it'll be a problem, but you never know. Right. Um, with it. So I guess yeah, we will see <laughs> AMG glue only 99.99. While supplies so. last. So anything else about the Gauntlet Fighter that you all want to cover before we get into the cards? No, let's jump um, right to the cards. I liked the pivot wings on it. I thought they were really well done, and I like the the overall design of the ship. I'm hoping that they can actually do something with the pivot wings, like a configuration similar to like what the U-Wing can do to help it like turn. Um, and we'll look at the dial later on for it. But uh, But yeah, yeah, it's definitely looking really good. guess i want to flash today all right let's move on to the first card and if you want to grab it jj you can have the first card 
Absolutely. So the first one we got here is Grief Karga. I'm assuming this is coming in the um, in the Mando pack with the uh, with the Razor Crest. Um, so he's a crew for scum only. Um, his ability reads: You can coordinate allied ships as if they were friendly ships. After you coordinate a ship, you may acquire a lock on an object that you have locked, uh, and it comes with a red coordinate. Um, the first part of this particular card um, really pertains to Epic, uh, where you can have like you know multiple players playing playing against allies. Um, but beyond that, it doesn't do anything for like the standard game. Um, and then the second part there, after you coordinate a ship, it may acquire a lock that you have on an object that you already have locked on. Uh, really great if you can set up the um, the lock ahead of time. This is something similar to the Lambda shuttle title um, that allows you to acquire a lock to a ship after you've coordinated um, a ship. So um, this is really nice to have on the Scum Faction for a, a coordinating ship. Yeah. Charles, what is your thoughts? I think it's going to depend on points. Is is my my question there? Because there are other cards that I believe give a coordinate for what I would consider to be less of, or you know, for an equal or same state. So I mean, he's going to have to be pointed in my mind pretty aggressively to make me want to put him on a ship over somebody else. Yeah, I think this would be about if they're pricing this to sell, this can't be no more than four points, honestly, um, because it is um, something that you have to have ahead of time um, to to set up to take full advantage of um, in order for you to get advantage of that second part. You have to have that lock ahead of time. Um, now, you can set this up through like a tracer mission shot and then just not spend it and then just always get that um, that lock on that ship you know, after that. So it does require a little bit of a setup, but honestly, this can't be more than four points, honestly. I agree. I agree with that assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I think the the ship, I think the card is okay. I like that you um, get a, the free lock afterwards, you know? Uh, so it kind of reminds me of like an Empire setting, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the cargo carriers that they have currently right now for um, for Scum. I think if this is a cheap upgrade, the best one on this is uh, the best ship for this would probably be the Escape Craft, um, particularly either with uh, with L3, um, since she can uh, after she loses her shields, you know, all her banks are blue, so she can constantly like coordinate and just go off from there. Um, I believe, oh, actually, no, I'm wrong because that ship does not have a target lock, so never mind. So, probably, uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, actually, uh, Forlom, yeah, Forlom would actually benefit for this because he would get to calculate after performing a red coordinate. So, that's that actually might be nice, yeah. And I, I don't know, like. I, I think I think this is a benefit, but yeah, if it's much more than four or five points, it's not gonna. There's just so many other coordinate carriers that you can put in place that don't have. They don't get some of them. Don't get the free target lock, but you don't have to preset up. Like for instance, I ran a, and this is not scum, but like I ran um, Ashoka in the Delta Seven with some V wings, and she carries that coordinate like a champ. So there are plenty of other options in every faction, including Scum, 
to bring additional coordinates without having to worry about pre-setting up a target lock for an additional point. So it's again, it'll have to be it'll have to be priced pretty pretty competitively. Yeah. Nope. And I agree. I think that's that's the only way to go with it, right? You know, that's yep. just going to be. Yeah. There's there's not going to be a way where it's going to be better, I guess. So, I don't know. Next one is for Charles. Uh, is it? We're looking at the dock right now. Yeah, for Quill. Yeah. There you okay. Go. Uh, so this is the, in, in my opinion, the the bad mama jamma so far of all of the reveals. Uh, this is going to be what I feel personally is the auto include um, on on most scum ships. Like if you've got a crew slot, just go ahead and chuck this in there because it belongs on every ship. But I really want to see uh, some shenanigans with Seltzerbera and Cutthroat. But so with Queel, uh, he is a crew slot scum only. Uh, for your action, you roll one attack die for each card you have. My question here is if you have five cards, do you roll five dice or do you roll one yep. for each card? So you roll one and it's that card. And then the next one, you roll one and it's that card. Do you do them one at a time or do you roll them all together? I don't know. But for yeah. each hit result, repair one face-up ship card. Then for each crit result, repair one face-down damage card. For each blank result, remove an orange token. And for each focus result, gain a focus token. Now, where I would really like to see this personally is on Paylob or somebody that's a like a, a focus bank. And then you just roll a crap ton of focuses and never have to take a focus action again for the rest <laughs> of the game. <laughs> yeah, I it's, the, it's... I think the balancing mechanism for it, in my opinion... Um, because Paylob, you know, obviously you have to have damage cards. So that means whatever ship you put him on can't use him until it shields down and you've started taking damage into the hull. It doesn't repair shields. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, fix those. It just fixes damage cards and removes tokens or gains focus tokens. So it's not... Yes, it's OP. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. This is an amazing card. But there are balancing mechanisms because if you play a, a shield-heavy ship, by the time yeah. you get to the point where you're repairing damage cards, you know what I mean? It's late game. It's later game. And now that repairing doesn't, there's no way. So it's not like an R2 droid where yeah, exactly. I can repair and get my points back and then run away from you and you don't score those points. If you've already gotten me to half and I'm into the hull, all repairing it does is keep me alive and prevent you from getting the rest of those points. But it never heals me back past the point that you don't have those points anymore. So there are yeah. some balancing mechanisms, mm. but overall, it's a really good card. I can't think of a ship that could not benefit from it. Yeah, and I think that part of the whole reason that uh, AMG wanted to remove um, healing back uh, back up half points um, was probably because this card was coming, and this definitely will have a big impact, particularly for Scum, um, for this. Um, the power of this card um, only increases in value as you take more and more damage, which means that you definitely want to put this on a bigger ship, probably a large base ship that has a lot of hull um, that can... Um, that can you know take actions to do this particular um action to you know heal up and restore its its damage to its whole um the the main drawback though to this is that the 
the large space ships that would carry this, they have to be able to actually take an action in the first place, meaning they can't be stressed or, you know, not be bumped by another ship. So I think that's where the, the difficulty part for this uh, will will be difficult. But yeah, tell Trevor or Cutthroat he's going to want this stapled on. Easy. Yeah. Yep, or I could see the Shadowcaster uh, being able to do the slam. So you do your five mm. straight, you do the 5K, roll quill to remove your weapons disabled token and take your shot. Yeah. Because if you, all you need is one blank result, and that one blank result will remove your weapons disabled. Yeah, it's so, kind of like a Hail Mary at the end, right? Yep. Yeah. Or even pairing it with uh, Contraband. So that oh, you yeah, can still true. take an action even when stressed. You can do a, a sloop or a K turn or a talon roll with a ship that has a crew slot, pop your contraband cybernetics, and um, and then go from there. So how about this? Is in scum, is there any is there any crew that allows you to change dice results? Not for actions. Uh, no, I don't think so. But it's not yeah, an action, right? Okay, yeah, okay, you're right. It is an action, but I'm saying yeah. it. So, like, Dooku, you can call crit, right? Is there anything in Scum that you that they have that you can do something where you could call crit or get free rerolls? I think Rebel Han, Rebel Han does. I don't think Scum Han yeah. gets the reroll for everything, but yeah, off everything the top else. Of my head, I don't think there's there's Scum. Yeah, because the the only like crew um or like effects that can affect like you know how many dice or what kind of dice you're rolling um specify specifically while attacking or defending or after missing a shot um that's where it has those effects so like effects in general that can like affect dice results for any anything at all um right now just dooku crew that i know of as well as uh rebel han that i could think of but nobody in scum the affects dice in general. Everything else is specified either for defense um, or for offense specifically, like during the the attack base or while defending. So yeah, right. So your key Magilla is going to love this. Your fire spray, your YV six six six, and mm -hmm. your Han Jump Master, Mist Hunter. Um, yeah, yeah I don't, I've yeah. never seen anybody run a Mist Hunter. I love running four lamb. Four lamb, yeah, four lamb is amazing. Zuck is not so much, but yeah, for Lom, definitely. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I I have a feeling that they're going to point this. Um, they're going to point this around 10 points. Uh, That's my feeling. You see, I think that this will follow the path of Zam. Um, I think this is going to be a five point crew. Easy. Yeah. I mean, the, like I said, the, the one thing where you don't have to worry, right, is is it is an action but if you have the difference is is that you're you're gonna have to roll because i have the old image they actually it does technically say for each damage damage card um you know so you're gonna you're gonna have to roll them and i'm assuming they're gonna cascade so you're not gonna be able to roll it six times and then pick what you use right you're gonna roll one for the hit and you're going to repair a face-up ship card you're going to roll another one oops i don't have any ship face-up cards to roll you know that type of thing or if you roll a crit and you get rid of your card you know that type of a thing so um so i i think that you actually roll all the attack dice at once and then the reason why they have the wording for the 
like for each result uh, underneath it, they they kind of put this in order, right? Because the hits first, right? You repair one face-up ship card first, and then um, because it specifically says then for each um, each crit result, repair one face-down damage card. So it goes in that order, right? First you resolve okay. hits, then you resolve crits, and then um, then the jams, and then the focuses. So that way. Um, it, it specifies the order how you resolve all those die results. So to me, how I read this is that you roll all the dice at once and then you resolve everything in this order. So, so I think I that's have, how it would work. So. I have a question. Uh, JJ, you are our resident rules guru right now. Mm -hmm. Let's say I have a ship that has a face-up ship upgrade and a face-down damage card. And I roll those two dice and I roll hit crit. So that hit because of order of operations on the card, the hit repairs the ship crit, then the crit dice would just remove that. So I'm not only I'm not only repairing the crit, but I'm also removing that damage card. So if you roll a hit yep. and a crit, not only do you get to repair the crit, but you also get to remove that card so they're not exposing it with, say, uh, was that Merrick Steel? Yeah. Um, no, it's a uh, Rexler. Rexler is oh, Rexler. The, the, he's the one that allows you to continuously reveal over and yeah. over again. So you could repair yeah. a... Uh, is a, is a uh, direct? No, direct is always face down. That's not a ship crit, is it? It. I believe it is a ship crit. Yep. So, but it doesn't um, stay face up. So you would have to roll a... Uh, you'd have to roll a, uh, a critical to repair it off of your ship. Yeah, exactly. And and the benefit of this too is that because of the wording on it, it says repair one face down damage card. You get to choose which one. So, um, so you can choose either repair that ship crit that you got, or at the other one, if you had, um, in that instance, assuming that you knew, um, what that other one was and that would benefit you. So, uh, yeah, if it was a direct hit, um, that I knew like from before, from previous turns, that's on my hole, I'm going to probably repair that one just so I don't take an extra damage. If there's somebody in that I'm facing that can flip cards up like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I hope they don't make this four points. I, I do. I, I don't. I don't want to see this come in at four points. I think that it will until the first, the the second. So the the when it drops and we get those points updates, I think that it will be under costed, and yeah. then I think that the meta will shift. Everybody will adopt it for scum, um, just like what Zam did for CIS and for scum. And then there will be a points update that will kick it through the stratosphere, and then we probably won't see it very much anymore. Yeah, I hope not. I um, hope not as well, but just we'll we'll call that a hunch based on previous experience. Yeah, do we remember how many crew were slated for the Mandalorian ship? Not off the top of my head. I, I think not. it's just a single crew, honestly. Um, but it could also be an asymmetric thing where different pilots have different crew slots or different like loadouts. All right, because I think that's going to... I thought we saw a Mando card, but I can't remember anymore because I don't save any of the images. Oh, you know yeah. what? Maybe it's on our Discord. I, I actually gone through a few of my old ones because I post in, in quite a few other Discords um, so far from what I... I actually was trying to look to see if they had reviewed that previously, um, but no, they haven't. They they gave us a look at the dial for the, um, for the Razor Crest, but that particular image did not have these slots. So, yeah. All right. That sucks. Oh, well, because I was going to say, because I think that's important because I believe the child is a crew card. Yes, the child is a crew card. Yes. So you're not going to be able to take him and and the child. So. Nah, probably not. 
All right. The next one, JJ. Uh, next one here is going to be Peli Mato. Um, she is a crew card as well. Um, can be on scum, and it has to be on a medium or large ship only. During the system phase, you may perform an action on one of your damage cards, even while stressed. After you repair a face-up ship damage on your card, you may roll one attack die. On a hit result, you repair another face-up ship damage card. On a crit result, you expose one damage card. Um, so a pretty interesting... Um, card here i think that she will go very very well on the yv666 specifically bosk um uh, actually you pair this with quill um i think you could do you can heal up pretty much all the way <laughs> almost every turn um really good that you can actually do her ability even while stressed um and it can really help you like take out a damage uh, uh, a damage engine card um, that you have that helps you reduce the difficulty of a turn so that way if you're stressed you can do a red mid or a hard turn that would normally be red with damage engine um with Pelly, you can repair that damage engine and then still take that that turn um so it makes you a little more unpredictable and uh, i think this is a really strong card um i would probably price this at about four points mainly because you do have that negative part on the bottom i mean it's a one in eight chance of you rolling a crit and exposing another damage card but at the same time if you don't have any other cards to repair you know or if you're flying against cis it's a guarantee that you're going to roll a crit because someone's going to pop uh dooku <laughs> someone's going to someone's going to dooku that and expose a expose a card i like that except for they up dooku's price so you don't see them as often, you know. That's true. But I think I think the other the big thing I think the big thing here, right, with this card is it gives you a free action. Right? Mm -hmm. You're you're literally getting a free action out of this. So I think this should I think this card, in my opinion, should be six points. That's just my opinion, and I think it should be six points. That's fair. Um and I don't think it I because I think if, if you make Quill or however you say his damn name, um if he's around ten points and this is six points, that's sixteen points to carry that. That's more than Zam. You know? And yes, it can chain, it can do anything, but we've seen the Zam crew be a lot less effective at eleven points. Because you're just taking you're taking your your level of ability to, you know, be aggressive down because you're adding a bunch of upgrades to it. Though I will say, if you could carry Zam, Quill, and Pelly on on like Bosk or something like that, then throw your Greedo Gunner on there. I mean, it'd be a fat Bosk, but towards the end of Bosk's life, it, it forces them to burn Bosk. I mean, you have to burn him down. Like you have to spend every turn trying to end his life because this I allows him to fi or her to fix it, get the action to start repairing all the damn cards. Or to at least turn them, you know, upside down. I will say the probability that you get crits to repair the cards, right? Because that's that's what it was on Quill. Oh, I disagree mm -hmm. with the with the scoring on this, or the the pricing on this, JJ. And I'll give I'll give my thought as to why. Uh, not saying that you're wrong, but for me, um, you look at advanced sensors. Advanced sensors gives you the ability. 
uh, to perform an action before you would normally perform your action, right? So when you reveal a dial, um, but it prevents you from taking any other action during the turn. This is infinitely more powerful than that because you get to take an action during the system phase, even while stressed, do your blue maneuver to rev to get rid of the stress from the previous turn. And this is this is going back. To, she is essentially what uh, PTL used to be in 1.0. If you take an action, you can take another action. The only difference is she doesn't stress. So you can focus target lock. You could focus blue maneuver target lock and have a fully modded shot because it does not say you can't take another action this round. So she, like, like Chris said, she gives you another action without any penalty. So in this case, if advanced sensors is a 9, 11, 13, 9 being the low end for low agility ships or for, for, for large base ships, uh, because she requires larger medium, I would venture to put her probably in that 9 to 10 range just because of the action economy she gives you. Right. So I, I do agree with your assessment there. The only thing, though, is that she's limited to only face-up ship damage cards. So No, that... no, no. No, no. So oh, sorry, sorry. At... Sorry. Only face-up damage cards, I should say, right? Because it says you may perform any action on any of your damage cards even while stressed, right? So that's the only action that you can take while you're stressed. So oh, never mind. I misread assuming... that. I yeah. misread that. Yeah. I thought it was you may per... – I, I completely – my brain, for whatever, completely skipped the on your damage card. And I just yeah. thought it was, you may perform an action during the system phase. And I'm like, holy crap. But yeah. no, you're right. Okay, so you could you could repair a damage card. Right. And then after you repair that, you have to roll the die. And then on a mm -hmm. hit, you can repair another one. But on a crit, you expose one. Yeah, so now the, the thing that she is really good, though, is that second part that can combo with Quill. Because if you happen to repair a face-up ship card using Quill, then her ability triggers at that point, right? It interrupts it. It gets added to the ability queue. And then at that point, you can roll a die on that point. Right. You may roll an attack die if you decide to and decide to repair another face-up ship uh, damage card on your, on your ship. So while the first part is really good, but it's only while you have uh, an exposed damage card that you can actually perform an action to, like let's say Wounded Pilot... Um, or blinded pilot oh, that you can um, like repair by using the action, right? To do that, she's really good for that particular part. This, um, but beyond that, everything else is like it, it combos with with other things. So it, it can be good. It does have the ceiling for do to do that, but I think the scope of her main ability um, is limited. Uh, I think she's a great add-on to go with Quill, um, but I don't think that she will be an auto-include like Quill is. But. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody... I'm scrolling through my notes. I wonder if anybody's given Ooh. points. Nobby makes a good point. So if Peli is on your ship and you get hit and do a direct hit, because direct hit repairs after oh. you take the second damage, since you're... Re well, direct is direct hit a ship? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. So then, direct hit causes her to trigger. Does panic pilot a ship card too? No, it's a pilot. Uh, no, that's pilot a pilot card. Okay. But that's, that's interesting. A good, I, that's a good catch, Navi. I didn't even think about that. I, yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow, that um, yeah. Or uh, what's the? There's another one that's um. 
when you do a you do the maneuver any non-straight maneuver you take like a damage or you take a stress and then repair this card you're thinking power the yeah disable power regulator um and that's you get ioned and then after you perform an ion maneuver you repair it um and that is a ship card as well right so when you repair a ship card it would trigger her as well I think fuel leak also would apply here as well because you would you would repair it once you suffer the crit, so you can um, suffer the crit, repair um, fuel leak, and then whatever the second crit is, you can uh, roll a die and possibly repair that as well um, if it's a ship crit. So that that's something. Yeah, I I don't know. That's why I I think this should a hundred percent come in at six, just personally. Yeah, yeah, you got a strong argument for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially because there's all these other other interactions that that are going to affect it, right? Mhm. All right. Next one. Charles. All right. So for the next one, we've got, give me just a moment here. Sorry. Waiting for the stream to catch up. Because I don't have the document up in front of me because I'm a failure. <laughs> it's Miggs Mayfield. There you go. Oh, it's hey, it's Bill Burr. Yes. <laughs> Still, and I will say to this day, probably one of the better uh, Stormtrooper arcs. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Miggs Mayfield, after you perform, and this is Imperial or Scum, so this is open for... Uh, some Imperial ships. I'm going to lean on Chris and JJ's knowledge of the Imperial side of things uh, to see who this would be good with. But after you perform a front arc attack, you may perform a rear arc or turret attack uh, as a bonus attack against a different target with one or more red or orange tokens. I like this with, um, oh, what is it? Is it triple zero? The stress bot? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Triple zero. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, yeah, definitely on the scum side, you have, uh, the shadow caster as well that can use the, uh, um, yeah, yeah. They could use the, their turret arc, um, to perform a second shot. So this essentially gives the shadow caster a, um, like a veteran turret gunner that it previously didn't have access to. Um, this would definitely be really nice. Um, especially with, um, with Asajj, because you could give out that uh, that stress. Um, or really, to be fair, not to interrupt, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but to be fair, any, um, not just Asajj, but uh, Ketsu, because she can pass out a, um, she can pass out a tractor, which is an orange token. Yeah, that's true. She could pass out a tractor and then shoot somebody else to give them a tractor, and then take your bonus shot back at the person you initially tractored and be able to take two shots against two yeah. ships pass out two tractors around um the other one that i'm looking at for a scum is nonlum as well um so if you could equip mm-hmm. him with a ion cannon um shoot him out the front and then give him an ion token hopefully with that shot and then that uh would count as a red token and you uh can perform a bonus uh turret arc attack on that ship no so no you can't do that if you shoot them with the ion cannon because you've shot them the turret attacker rear arc has to be against a different target. 
Oh with yeah, you're red right. or orange target. token. So you have to Good be call. able to to spin that arc and be able to give somebody else a token or hope that they went through a, a cloud or something. Yeah, good point. Good point. This would be fun on a ship that has those um the the debris cloud missiles. Oh yeah, the uh the chaff cloud, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if you could catch a couple of ships in the chaff cloud, you could, you know what I mean, shoot out front and then have your turret out front to take a second shot against somebody else. Yeah. In Imperial, the the big one the big one is the uh Thai brute. What about yeah. the SF? Thai SF? The no. Thai SF in, in FO is, is Oh, that's is first good, order. That's first order. Yeah, it's you not can't run it. Okay. Um, the other turret ones that you get typically is like the aggressor. Um, mm -hmm. The aggressor is going to have... Ooh. Does it have a crew slot or a gunner slot on yes, the aggressor? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like it on Kestel. Um, I would run it with um, probably like tracers and, um, and an ion cannon probably um to to do that uh, assuming that there's another way to get like a orange or red token on somebody else and then um you give locks to everybody on one target and then shoot an ion on, on another target and then spend a focus um hopefully if you didn't spend it um from the tracer shot to cancel all their <laughs> all their focus and blank results uh with kestel i think that's a pretty nasty combo yeah so do you think this card is more powerful than Quill or Pelly? Um, no, mainly because there it has to be on a different target, right? So you can't do it on the same target, and the requirement is to have that target with a red or uh, or orange token. So on Scum, I mean, if you're running this with um, with either a side, like on a on a on a Shadowcaster, right, with Asajj or with um, Ketsu, then, yeah, you have a lot easier time getting those tokens onto other other ships. On Imperial, you don't have as many options. Um, yeah, the Type Root um, Rampage, he could get that more reliably uh, with his ability, but at the same time, beyond that, I, there's no really other ship that can, like, for, like give out those tokens or those status effects tokens to other ships uh, reliably other than like triple zero crew. Um, and be, and beyond that, it, nobody else really comes out to mind on the Imperial side that can reliably get those uh, tokens on other ships reliably. Yeah, that's crazy. But I like this card. I think that I, I actually am kind of excited um, that this card is an Imperial too, right? I'm going to buy the Razor Crest anyway, but I mean, I'm excited that this is in, this is for both. So, yeah, I, I see this costing at about probably, probably seven points, six or seven points. I would say. I'll be honest personally for me, I would have liked to have seen this be a double-sided card with this being like the scum on one side and then the imperial on the other because he has such a problem with authority uh that if you're shooting against somebody that is a single dot you know like a, a unique ship that he gets a, a bonus attack or something like that against them for his imperial side um but that's just me for flavor i don't think it changes <laughs> the way the card works or if he's on an imperial you know you're forced to shoot one of your friendly ships <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you could double tap. You could double tap, but you have to uh, 
uh, you have to shoot one of your own ships as well. <laughs> All fantastic. right. So the next card sets uh, that we had was from the Mandalorian, the new Mandalorian pack, which I'm excited for. Um, we know Superman, Super Commandos are coming, and now we're getting all these different upgrades that are related to Mandalorian themes. Now, and unfortunately, Boba Fett does not count as a Mandalorian. Not so yet. He will not be able to work with any of these. Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll errata him. We'll see. We will see. I don't think. I don't so, think though. they have to errata anything. They just have to change the points document because that's the only yeah. point. That's the only place where the keywords are found. They're not on the cards. <clears throat> so um, before I read the uh, the card, I got to say I love the artwork. It took me a hot second to see like what exactly this was the artwork of, but this is actually the interior of a Mandalorian helmet. I'm so oh, yeah. glad um, someone someone said it looked like yeah. a like a pedestal, and I'm like, that's absolutely yeah. not what it is. <laughs> So <laughs> Mandalorian optics is uh, it, it reads here as a modification during the system phase. You may spend a charge to acquire a lock on an object in your front arc while you perform a primary attack. If you have a lock on the defender, ignoring obstacles or ignore obstacles beyond range zero, obstructing the attack. Um, so it's a two charge uh, total. Uh, this is fantastic. This is basically a passive Kira type effect. Um, that goes on your mod slot. Um, so this gives a lot of um, agency for your ships to just um, fly behind rocks and just take shots from behind and ignore those rocks. I yeah. want this with Kira on it. It's overkill, though, with Kira. Just saying. Yeah, I like this. I like this for the pure fact that it gives you the uh, charge. That That's what I like. I mean, and think about putting this with Cutthroat, you know. Um, you could put it with Cutthroat, put a bunch of cheap ships in there, and kind of go to town. I think this might be cool to run on a ship and then kind of bring in some Mining Guild TIE Fighters, which we've not really seen a lot, um, and let them kind of go get popped and bring the gauntlet behind. I don't know. That mm. that seems kind of like a fun combo. Um uh, I was trying to think of. I, I think what I was what I was going to say at the beginning was it has a keyword or keyword Mandalorian on it, which means the only way you could take this is if you have a pilot that has the Mandalorian keyword as well. So, what's exciting is this can be ran in all factions. Yes, absolutely. And guess as, as of right now, as of right now, it's only on the the all factions is only on the Gauntlet Fighter or the Fang Fighter, right? Because those are the only. Or no, I'm sorry, you mm. can get Sabine in the uh, Sabine in the A Wing or in the Rebel Tie Fighter, right? Yeah, and I she, don't. We'd have to look to see if she even has Mandalorian added to it. My guess is they're going to update it. Yeah, she does currently have Mandalorian on her um, on her card. The other person that has it is Django Fett. So he can actually equip this. Um, and even if you don't get the second part of the of the ability, you're still getting a free target lock, right, for mm -hmm. two turns. And you can equip him with Trick Shot. So at I-6, he can run away. Uh, he can take that, that front arc um, target lock during the system phase, then run away from you and shoot at you, now double modded most likely, um, through a rock and ignore, uh, ignore the obstruction. You know, with this, um, 
really, really strong with Django at initiative six. Um, I wonder if this might end up being a variable cost. I hope. I hope so too. I agree with you on that. I think it should be a variable cost. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will tell you, I don't think this card will be more than three or four points though. That might, given FFG's, well, AMG might be a little bit different, but given the track record we've seen, um, they have been more hesitant to change some of the pricing. Um, I mean, that has co- kind of come out right at first with with new release ships. So, I'm I'm my th- I'm theory theor- theorizing, however you want to say that. This will probably be three, maybe five points. Um, it's two free target locks per game unless again you have a way to regenerate them (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know like i i don't know it's it's you're right on jango fett this is going to be pretty much a state like i would take this over a shield upgrade all day long oh yeah absolutely mods are always a great thing yeah i i really like this card a lot um personally so i i don't know i think this is a good card um, I think we're going to see a lot of this uh, the time being. And I'll be interested because they are focusing on Mandalorian if they update any actual um, if they update any of the actual card or not card pilots to add Mandalorian as a key title. I- I'm not 100% sure they would do that but that's what this kind of feels like. And it'll work with Cutthroat as well. Yep, that's what I said earlier. It, it, the Cutthroat thing just makes it super amazing you know so just a question oh never mind choppers rebel only never mind i was seeing some uh some stupid no no uh, no jack Jack porkins nonsense get ready to happen no 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 No, because you can't uh the rebel the rebels uh rebel fang doesn't have a uh astromech slot so never mind disregard all right, the next card is Beskar Reinforce Plating. Charles, take it away. Uh, so this is another two charge. Um, <clears throat> it, while you defend, if the attacker is in your forward arc, uh, before you would be dealt up a face-up damage card, you may spend a charge to be dealt that card face down or spend two uh, to ignore it altogether. Uh, this is going to be fantastic on a Fearless Fang Fighter. Absolutely. I was going to say all those oh, fighters, with the exception God. of Fen Rao. Fen Rao does you know you not don't have, have to rub luck. that in, Jada. You do but... not have to rub that in right now. <laughs> really? Really? The only Fang fighter in the game without a mod slot is Fen. What are you going to well, do? Maybe, if maybe Rubble Fen. Well, okay, let's, we're, let's stop for a second. What, what if they change this and it give him a mod slot? Oh my God. Um, I will take Afterburners. He I'll is going to be so stupid. Oh, give hashtag give Fen a mod slot. No, no, I don't think so. I didn't ask what you thought. You did too. <laughs> Fen needs a mod slot. Ugh, you're killing me with that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, this is this is super super strong. Um, for for its ability, especially on, on the Fang Fighter, I think will benefit from this the most. Um, but yeah, this is super strong um, just because of the ability to just um, to like negate a face up damage card. 
uh, which you know those Fang fighters are always scared of being held uh, dealt a direct uh, a direct hit, you know, for the double damage. Um, oh, or I just ignore two it. charges to kill a direct hit so fast. Yeah, this is like a super a super impervious plating almost. So, yep. But because it only has two charges, I think this will be much cheaper than Pervium. Um, and Charles, and you can you, cutthroat it because they're non-reoccurring. Y- unless yeah. they change the Skull Squadron or the whatever the level one is, you can't car- carry it. So we know that a Mandalorian Fang Fighter is coming. Yes. But, which we'll get to in a few minutes, but you, it, unless they give Mandalorian to those into those yeah they do actually the zealous and the skull squadrons do have the mandalorian tags on them no way yeah they do oh yeah. my god i'm looking at the document because that was my first question too oh you're killing me here all right mm-hmm. well this will be an auto an auto an auto include for every every single scum <laughs> thing oh yeah a Time lot of these mandos yeah <laughs> listen <clears throat> sunderfell gets two mod slots fen can get one <laughs> all right all right next one is clan chaining clan chaining because it's like tandem chaining but for a clan jj you want to read it <laughs> sure so this is a talent slot for mandalorians only before you engage if you're not focused and there's an enemy ship in your front arc at range one you may spend one charge to perform a red focus action after you perform an attack if the defender is destroyed you recover one charge uh, super, super great uh, upgrade. Um, this is something that will be stapled onto Rebel um, Sabine and the A-Wing um, because she always wants to be in that front arc. Um, this is this essentially gives her, like using this here, she can um, take an evade and then when she engages, um, takes the red focus and then she can mod with both her ability and using the red focus to punch and damage. So it makes her super hard to kill. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really great card for her. Bro, five dice Fen, boost into one, take your or get your target <laughs> lock, then get your free red action, shoot with five, regain the charge because you ghost a ship off the board with a target <laughs> lock focus, and do it again next turn. Oh, and Fen can take this because it's a talent, and Fen has those. That's true. Yep. So we didn't do the costing for Beskar armor. What, what, what do you all think that's going to be? Three to four. Yeah, I would say three to four. Less than Impervium. Yeah. All right. For clan training, um, because it is charge-based uh, and you have to perform a red action, uh, I think this would probably be about two points, I would say. Charles? Um, I think it'll be more than that. Uh, I would probably put this at four, topping out at five, depending on... And I think I would put it at pilot skill. Maybe variable on pilot skill. Yeah, that's true. Because um, it doesn't uh, oh, benefit an I-2 as much as it benefits an I-5 or an I-6. True, true. Yeah. Yeah, you have a, a more likely to arc dodge somebody and get that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it could be pilot costs it yeah definitely or initiative costs yeah i think this should be at least five points so i'm just going to read what navi just put in the chat because if fen gets a mod slot 
you afterburners boost into range one target lock, then clan training to take the focus, and then no mod on Fen unless afterburners goes into restricted. Yeah, this Agreed. would be this would be game breaking if Fen gets a mod slot and still can take clan training. Do your maneuver boost or get your into range one with afterburners. Take your target lock. Use clan training. To take a focus, and then have a that's double nuts. modded range one shot with Fen. That's that's 1.0 Fen coming back to haunt people because you used to <laughs> you used to PTL Fen. You could you could push the limit and target lock focus or boost barrel roll if you wanted to. At least this isn't giving you boost barrel roll. Yeah, definitely. All right, on to the next one. The next one is the Mandalorian Royal Guard. While a friendly, so it's a pilot, while a friendly non-small ship defends, if you are in the attack arc, you may gain one deplete and one strain. If you do, the defender may change one result to an evade result. Um, Personally, I don't know, unless this is really cheap, I still think Joy is better than this. I so the thing is is Joy is a great ship. I, I take nothing away from it, but Joy in order for Joy to be good, Joy has to have another upgrade put on her because she has to have a torpedo in order for her ability to trigger. So you're looking at adding an additional four points uh, to Joy to make her good. For this, you pair this with with Boba or with any any of the the scum fire sprays. You put two of these on a list with those scum fire sprays, especially Boba because of the rerolls. And then you use Boba, you bump Boba into range one. And then because Boba is a non-small ship, uh, and uh, no, it can't protect Fen because Fen is a small ship. It has to be a non-small ship, Nobby. Um, so while a friendly non-small ship attacks, you just make sure you're in the firing arc as well. And Boba can do all of the reroll shenaniganry to get his two dice to be evades. And then if something happens and you blank one of them, you just give yourself a, a deplete and a strain and, and change it. And he evades that damage as well. And then all it takes is a blue maneuver, which for Fangs is the entire span of the two maneuver on their dial. And they drop both the deplete and the strain the next round. Yeah, I think... Um... I think you have to run these like blockers, right? Because you want to send these up to try to deny your opponent actions, although it would be difficult here at initiative four. Um, this is one of the, the ships that wants to, uh, especially during the era of road, um, to always go first because they want to be able to get off their shots at initiative four first. Um, so that way they can um, suffer no real um no real drawbacks to their ability at this point because if you're going second and you use your ability not only are you straining yourself and giving yourself deplete which makes your uh your shot back less powerful um it's it, it kind of makes it harder for you to to use this particular ability um more consistently um so for that reason, you'll probably want them running in the front as much as you can, but then just turning around afterwards and, you know, not staying stressed um, and keeping all those tokens will be a little more difficult. I 
don't think they'll be the same price as the Skull Squadron at 47. I would put them at 48 points because they do have that potential to um, to change, even 49 points. Um, but I, I don't see this being that much more expensive than Join's uh, Skull Squadron. So. so I have a question <clears throat> just before we move too far on. Um, do did did the Fang Fighters always have the Mandalorian tags on them? No, last points update. I'm sorry, two points update ago they were added uh, Mandalorian okay. right before the release did, of the um, the Hera pack. Did they always have a mod slot too, or did that get added? That was added well? on. That was added that was on. Added. Okay, yeah. So, do we want to perform a friendly a friendly bet? Okay. That. So we 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 will all bet on whether Fen gets a mod slot or not. He won't. I say oh, no. God, they, I think it's not out of it. No, <laughs> no, there's no, there's no bet here. If they were going to give him a mod slot, they would have done it when they gave it to everybody else. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to take away the mod slot when there's nothing that really benefits him other than a stealth device or a shield upgrade. And then give him a whole bunch of more tools to put into it, and then say, "Okay, now we're going to do this because it's not overpowered now." I know that's only... happening. Stealth device on Fen. Yep. I only <laughs> add... <laughs> I only ask uh, that because if they just Fen is six dice, uh, I would one hundred percent run that. Um, <laughs> you know me. I would. I would actually probably solely run him and the Mandalorian together. Just it would just be the two of them all the time. No more need for Boba. Just give me the Mando. Um, but so, so that makes sense. So if they just added it, that means they were planning on these, these upgrades, mm -hmm. these Mando upgrades before. And we just, we probably should have thought about why in God's green earth, they gave thing fighters a mod slot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now it makes sense why they did that. But to be fair, um, besides this, right, besides these new upgrades, I mean, has anybody ever seen, like, with the new fangs or the, the current fangs use any mods on the mod slot to date right now? No, I ha I don't use it. Yeah, because you want to keep them cheap, right? Because at the end of the day, it's still a four-hole ship, right? I was going to say, they're already expensive as crap. Yeah. yeah. So I so... have ran... Uh, <laughs> I will say, I have ran... Um, Stealth device on old Tarak, just just so you know, like, <laughs> but that's me. So, all right, let's move on to the next thing. So, JJ, you added this, I believe, didn't you? This was a new dial. Yes, yes this is the dial for the Gauntlet Fighter. Um, really interesting that it has uh, really great blues. Actually, the one banks, uh, the two banks, and the two straight. Um, oddly enough, though, it is a large ship that does not have a one straight, but it has a hard stop. Um, <laughs> first large ship I've ever seen do that. Uh, but the four straight is not red, which is interesting. So, yeah. And I like that. I mean, can you imagine this large base being able to go four straight? There is no turnaround maneuvers, though. And your three hearts are red, which I think is interesting because by the Y, the triple six, six, six does not have red three turn three hearts they're white exactly. i believe so this is a very interesting design and i don't know if it's because somebody figured out that allowing bus bosk to go around in a circle is not super fun um 
I don't think it's game breaking, but you know, like it can be kind of annoying to, you know, oh, I can arc dart. Nope, I can't arc dodge because that cocksucker can just fucking go three hard right around that rock. So I wonder if that was what was discussed when they came up with the dial for this. Because you're right, this is the weirdest large base dial I've ever seen. Like, I mean, if they had made the two hards blue, it would be very similar. You know, it like we'd be looking like an an inceptor style. You know, it'd be dial. a fang fighter if the two yeah. hards were blue. But I think what I think, if I could interject here, I don't know for sure. Uh, but I think what's going to happen is we'll get some sort of. Uh, like a wings up configuration yeah, that will allow you to do maybe a one straight or will allow you to do some sort of a 180 degree rotate or something like the, like the U-wing gets, I think is a pretty safe bet on this one. I yeah. would like that. I think that's really cool. Or, <coughs> or how about this? What if they, cause we already know it has a front back arc. What if they had the wings up stop where it just turned your zero stop to white for one turn? That would be pretty I'm tight. I'm okay with that. I think that would be really awesome if that's what it did. I don't know what it's going to do, but they, you, I guarantee you, you're right. I guarantee you, they're going to have a an upgrade card for that. I, there's no way they're not going to, you know. Yeah, agreed. I agree. But I do think you're right. I think it would be really totes my goats if if we had something with that, like a pivot wing. And for me, it would be give me a white stop. That's just that to me. I don't need my one four. Just give me a white stop. I would love that. I mean, can you imagine the fuckery that you can, you know, do with that? <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh. Oof. All right. Calm down, Chris. I'm excited. I like, I'm sorry. I'm excited by the Gauntlet Fire, personally. Yeah, me too. Really, really hyped for it. JJ not centering his pictures. All right. <laughs> so the first, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's just my OCD. Um, yes, we are expecting a config, Twitchy. Um, so Death Watch Warrior. So one bullet point. So it means you cannot spam these like you thought you were going to be able to, JJ. I um, wanted to, man. I know you did. <laughs> Morning, Mast. I know you wanted to, but there. this is probably positive <laughs> that um, they are not going to allow us to spam gauntlet fighters at least in separatist oh now, true true you said separatist yeah you're right i didn't think yep. of that <laughs> so, so far this is separatist we don't we, we let's get to the other ones in a minute but at least in separatist they're not going to let us spam them and i i think that's highly positive because separatists usually get a lower cost and that, can you imagine if this costs under 80 points and then i could just start running this with um put a tactical officer on oh wait i can't put can i put a tactical officer on I can, it's can. definitely gonna have crew it's definitely gonna yep. have crew to to do that yeah yeah and just think i'll just start giving coordinates to you know my little droids all over the place mm, love that that's tasty especially because i can run those separatist drones with independent calculate and grappling struts for 23 points oh yeah mm. yum 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 Anybody have any other thoughts on this before we move on? It, it, it's a fanatical adherent. That's <laughs> um, assuming that it does have crew. Uh, this is going to be a fantastic crew carrier for uh, for scum. Um, my guess is that it will hold two crew. Um, 
Well, they've so, mentioned the jump seats. I think there's something involving the jump seats that will be yeah, able to mod the crew slot or something of that nature. Yeah, because you should you're supposed to be able to deploy the um, the Mandalorian fighters from here, um, and and then just have them like go from there. And if, if I'm not mistaken, I thought they were double crew. They are. So, um, so I think you should be able to have at least two crew slots, maybe three, depending on the pilot. Um, and I think this would be a great crew carrier just for scum overall. Um, I mean, I, I will dab my hand in trying to run um pre Vizsla with Palp and Dooku just for the, the last oh. so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to his card in a second. Um, yes, so uh, Nabi, I do think that they're gonna add a tactical droid slot to this. If they don't, it's pretty sad that they didn't do that. Um, but I, I think they will. Um, I think they will because they those seem to be pretty popular in CIS. Like they have them on bombers, and they don't need to be on bombers, right? That's not always a logical, you know, thing. In a gauntlet fighter, it makes a hundred percent sense that I can have a tactical droid. I don't know if it's if it's thematic though, because although they did briefly join the Separatist Alliance, I don't remember any of the at least the form I remember from Clone Wars any times when they actually had separatist drones on their ships. I don't know. Looking so so as the resident Mando guy, um Mandos are very akin to like predators in like the Aliens Predator and the the Predator mm -hmm. universes in that they pride themselves on physical combat and not using anything other than items that buff that physical combat. So having droids or other things that are not relying on their own reflexes or their own strength or their own like internal fortitude is very anti-thematic for a, uh, for a Mando in, in general. Fair enough. I hope you're wrong, but we, we will see. So, also, I can't remember if they told us how many crew slots this is going to have, if it's going to be one or two. Well, it, I, again, it could be I asymmetric. It's going to be two. I assume it's going to be two just because of the drop seats, but we don't know. I think it's going to, it could possibly be asymmetric because each iteration of this is with a different faction. So maybe this, the Separatist version has two to three crew slots, whereas the Rubble one has uh, maybe just one crew slot um, and maybe like a, a an extra modification slot. Um, I think that they could play around with that design space um, just because every faction has different crews um, that could go on the ship um, and affect it differently. So just to curb the amounts of abuse that you can do with this particular ship, they could just make it asymmetric across the factions. All right. Uh, Nabi said he is waiting on our registration for the trilogy I, tournament. I was going to save that for the end of the stream, Nabi. Damn it. <laughs> How dare you, Nabi, just ruin our plans all day, Nabi. All right. Let's move on. You guys can talk about that in a minute. So next, next up, we got the Initiative 3 pilot for the Separatist Alliance pre-Vizsla. Um, John Favreau himself. Um, while you perform an attack, if the defender's initiative is equal or greater than yours, you may spend two charges to roll one additional die. 
Uh, really great. This is similar to Nimi Shireen um, in the Resistance, um, except that this is charge-based. Um, that makes this ship a four-die attack pretty much every two turns. Um, really, really great way to pump in some really good damage on this. Um, if you have a way to um, to to just keep time on target all the time with this one, um, heck, you can even just take a turn to just disengage and make your way around and you know shoot again and get that off. This is going to be a really, really tough ship to leave on the board um, and ignore. All right. I think um, I don't know. I think I think this is really good too. This is gonna have to be costed a little bit higher. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I really, I really do. I think this is goes along the lines of like Gideon Hask on the um, on the Imperial side, uh, yeah. where where he's initiative four, but he's cost like an an I six or. Um, and I think this will be the same type of, of deal just because he has a potential of being really good. And on top of that, you know, um, the only other ship that can shoot four dice and have two agility on top of that for defense is Dash, or I should say the YT uh, 2400. So, um, I mean, and we know that ship is really good. So, so yeah. here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Just just real quick against the, the previous thing, because it's if they're initiative is equal or higher than yours if you ran a squad and then had an i1 with um squad leader on it so it shares its initiative with other ships could you potentially park like a an i4 in front of it and then use squad leader to drop that from an i4 down to an i1 and remove previsla's ability since it's now an i1 instead of an i4 that could definitely work. Um, although there's not many I one ships that have talent slots where you could do that. No, fair enough. Yeah. That and you also um, make it more possible for the rest of your list other than pre to come in and take out that ship too. Uh fair. Yeah. Just thinking of weird interactions. That's what we do. You guys know that. We look at the, <laughs> look at them and go, huh, how can we make this dumb? <coughs> fair enough. Bo Katan. Before a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 activates, you may spend one energy. If you do, that ship may gain one strain token to remove one non-stress red or orange token. So I'm assuming it's allowing you to remove target locks, essentially. Yep, target locks, or you can um, you can take away ion tokens, uh, which actually this is probably one of the reasons why they added that bit in the rules reference for setting a dial for your ship, even if it is um, ioned, because you can essentially remove an ion token on the turn that they're supposed to perform the ion maneuver. And now that that uh, dial that you set for that ship now comes into effect. Yeah. Which makes sense why they would want to do it. I, I And I agree. I think that's, I think that's a benefit. I think at least that was something they caught, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, I, I, to my knowledge, just, is there anybody on Separatists that can, um, that can that can reload before they activate? I don't no, think probably, so. Probably no. through like a coordinate only, right? Yeah, it's only through a coordinate. coordinate. Yeah. And and there's not a lot of coordinating in Separatists. Like it's not as big of a thing as it is in other factions. Um, 
you know, no, there is... they get to share each other's they share each other's calculates. There's not a reason for me to give you an action if I can use the one you took. It, oh, okay, yeah, exactly. Yes, and but is that's what I'm saying is like calculate just is not or I'm sorry, coordinate is not as big into be big into the uh, separatist. Yeah, um, Navi was just saying uh, that Joyce can reload their energy energy shell charges, um, and then they can have the. Oh no, it's while they activate. So no, never mind, never mind. Yeah, because you can't reload. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you cannot reload energy shell until after. It would have yeah, to be a right. card that allows them to reload something ahead of time. You know, now if they release some card that does that, you're right. It would be really good. But for the most part, because separatists are so low initiative, coordinating just doesn't work very well with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Is that the last card we have? Yep, that's it. That's the last wow. one that we have so far. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe we went through those already. I know. <laughs> so um, and, and the cost for uh, Bo, what do you think for her? Um I, for me, I think she's definitely going to be cheaper than pre Vizsla. I would probably put this at a. I would probably put this at about a sixty-five point cost. I would say. Uh, I, would, I would be safe making that. Yeah, I, it has to be at, at minimum. It has to be, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's somewhat like a. I mean, can you imagine? Like it's like this has got to be like a fire spray. And if it's cheaper than a fire spray, plus I can, I mean, you, we're just going to see gauntlet fighter and fire spray run together because oh, yeah. it's a two agility freaking large base ship. And we know there's a config coming. We just don't know what the config does or, or what it is, but there's a config coming, you know? Um, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, yeah, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm very skeptical of this gauntlet fighter. In terms of how it's going to affect a lot of the meta, because we're getting um, we're getting a large base fire spray to some extent. Yes, it's only two dice out the butt, but still, I mean, and we're getting in a lot of factions, and we're getting Mando cards that are going to like. I don't think Separatists are going to be the one that are going to break it personally, but I won't lie and say that I might put Zam or Django on the table with this Gauntlet Fighter. I'm more interested to see the rebel beef side of things and how the rebels can can mess around with it. I'm actually more curious about the uh, the Grand Republic side of it because we did get to see a brief um, like look into some of the crew that's going to be um, available for for the Republic side, uh, particularly Satine. Um, so I, I'm wondering like how the pilots for the Grand Republic is going to be because this will be the first large base ship for the Grand Republic. Um, and just having another option for a crew carrier that can also be uh, a really strong attacker um, is going to be a boon for the Grand Republic to fly alongside aces. Um, that's not going to be a lot. And I, 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 I'm curious to see how it's going to affect that particular faction. Yeah, and I think the question becomes is, you know, like, I'm probably buying two to three of these, right? Like, I probably am going to buy minimum. one, and I'm going to have to buy two because one I want to paint, like, ball. Like, yeah. I, which means it's going to be a scum-only gauntlet fighter. And I don't even run scum that much, but 
it's going to be a scum only gauntlet fighter because I want them all. I don't know. Technically, Maul is in the Separatist, but we know as of now, I'm assuming we're not getting a Maul pilot, given that we're getting a Maul pilot in Scum, I believe is what they, they announced during their live stream a couple months ago. I think it was. I think Maul was hinted at during that stream, and we don't see it for Separatists here. So there's only one other faction he can go to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's um, I, so. Side note: I've um, I previously uh, worked with Crazy Vulcan to do some of the model designs, like some of the paint jobs and stuff. I actually um, did the paint on TTS for Hound, I believe, um, for the the teeth and everything uh, for the the Clone Wars, the Gendy Tartarovsky uh, Clone Wars paint on the Arc Trooper that lat. So when this model becomes available on tts i'll probably create that design um for or create the design that they did on stream here for mall and i'll if they have a, a mall pilot i'll probably uh give that to crazy vulcan so that way he can add it and for for that paint job i'm excited for that yeah you you know there they, i know there's going to be a mall they they hint they they said that they flat out said there will be a mall i believe yeah. it's going to be scum is my theory and that's only because we didn't see it in... I mean, we got four Separatist pilots. I can't imagine they're going to give us a fifth one and not tell us about it, you know. Um, which is fine, because then I can just run Maul in my uh, self Sith Infiltrator, I guess. Did not as fun. Us... I'm to see. I know they did say Maul. I don't care what... I know they did. No, no, I'm just counting for Death Watch, Pre, and Shpo. So we only have three pilots for for the Gauntlet. Oh. So it is possible that we may still get Maul um, as an I-5, I would say. Um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Anybody have anything else? Charles, anything else before we... We're going to wrap up. I don't think we're going to do the Rebel yeah. thing tonight. So uh, officially, Navi... Um, we, myself, Charles, and John will be joining the Trilogy Tournament. Um, we're debating on a team name. Uh, currently, right now, I, I suggested Panic Pilot Syndrome as our team name. Um, so we, we, we will be doing that officially here and, uh, and joining your Trilogy Tournament, and hopefully we don't get wrecked. So, yeah. <laughs> you might, because I'm not on board. So the only thing I have to say, Nabi, is if we run the table... If we win the whole thing, uh, I'm going to request Tim Tam shipments for every member of Planetary Syndicate. <laughs> Seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I will be and and not be that. So depending on, I, I guess I'll have to go back and look at the schedule. But so the goal will be to stream games for for our teams. Um, and I guess if you want to reach out to me, I don't know if you're gonna do. Uh, so during Crate Cup, they didn't do as many streams as I thought they would. Um, then, then, but I would like to at least stream our games. I'm hoping. So I say I took a seat out, let JJ uh, jump in here, so that I could do more of the streaming and not try to stream and like commentate. And I'll, I'll, it was it was very hard during Crate Cup to to do to do that. Um, Nobby, I want a trophy made out of Tim Tams, not a Tim Tam. No, because you would eat it. You would eat it, Charles. You're not going to keep the trophy. Just have them send you Tim Tams instead. It's cheaper. Cool. Thanks, Nobby. Probably right. 
It is. It's cheaper. And then there'll be more to share with us. And if I come to Florida here this year, just saying. Yeah, you gotta come. You gotta come build a lightsaber cap. I know. I do. <clears throat> yeah. My wife and I were having that discussion. She was not super thrilled that I wanted to fly and hang out with you in Florida. <laughs> She's Dude, like, just you're gonna fly to Florida money. just to build a lightsaber. I was like, kind of. That that seems like kind of a thing I would do. So just <laughs> just imagine the money that you would save because of you get to stay with me. Well, yeah. There's. I would. I wouldn't have to pay anything but for food. So, food and, and the lightsaber. The yeah. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> if we do, if we do, then we're gonna have to. I'll, it'll have to be. I'll, if we do, then I'll have to. Well, I'll have to come down in the middle of the week or something like that, so we can do. Uh, I can go to your local and hang out with you guys on the local. Oh, that'd be that'd be super. That'd be super cool. Hell yeah! And you have Republic, so it's not like I. You have something for me to fly. It doesn't yep, have I to have be Republic scum. And, yep, I, I have, have Republican everything. scum and FO. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, I, I own everything, so whatever you want, let me know. I, oh, so uh, I can just fly droids for him? Yeah. Okay. Pretty no, much. that's not allowed. You're not you're not coming all the way down <laughs> here to fly a droid swarm, damn it. <laughs> I just want to fly one against you. I didn't get to fly a droid swarm against you because they were banned I, uh, in our I'm, tournament. I'm, I'm happily avoiding that. You want to know what's sad? Often... Before before we end, I, I got to tell you what's sad. So my in my local, I'm uh, either three and one or four and one right now, and the one loss I have is without the stupid droid swarm. Every other one I've ran that Watt swarm, except for I've been running independent calculates now. Good and, and uh, yeah, yeah, and especially with that K two B four. Like, oh, oh yeah. I have a droid with two calculates. Yeah. All right. I'm going to spend one to change a uh, focus result. And, oh, hey, uh, do you want to take a strain token? Because I got seven sh other ships pointed right at you. No, I want to kill you. Okay. Take the strain. <laughs> no. All right. All right. All right. I'll let you have the evade. Oh, oh, good. I get to shoot. Unmodded droid shots. Who knew we're good? I don't know. But so, Nobby, I, uh, I, I, I do have five Rebel A-Wings that I can make them fly. I don't have the RZ-2s, though, because we had a shortage here in Orlando. Um, I, I can bring my own RZ-2As. Hey, hey, Nobby. Yeah. Nobby, I like flying A-Wings. Don't worry. They're they're better droids. They're just more expensive. <laughs> I can run droids. five A-Wings. And if I spent more time running just five A-Wings, I probably would be pretty decent at it because they are better droids. They just are. And the resistance ones are amazing. Oh yeah. So, I will. I would run five rebel, um, a wing. So I would do that. Uh, give give me give me give me Wedge Junior. You know, give me Wedge so, Junior. Give me Hera. So it sounds Sabine. like we're setting up another uh, tournament for a PPS <laughs> to see who is the the better pilot out of all of us, right? Should we, we, stream could do a, we could do a planning phase syndicate <laughs> mirror match where everybody picks a list and then we do a round robin style where everybody has to play the list against each other to see who can fly the list better. Do like a droid swarm, a tie swarm, an M3A swarm. We'll do some sort of like lists where it's a mirror match for all four of us. That sounds good. I'll do it. Oh, I don't want to fly a droid swarm against shit. Well, you know what? I do because then I'll run my independent calculates versus his non-independent calculates, and we'll see which ones are better. There you go. I'm in for that. You'll pick our little city. Thanks. I get one pod. No, thank you. 
one pod. Yeah, Greg is over in like north of Tampa. I forget. Um, so yeah. Hey, the autopilot drones. I've always wanted to run more than one of those. Like Wait I thought minute. it would be very fun to run a bunch of them just so they could blow up. Greg's like, in Tampa. He's north of Tampa. He's visiting until like next week. So yeah. Ah, okay. I'm like I thought he was from New York. Yeah, he's in, in Buffalo. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. Uh, again, next week will be spoilers if we have them. So, um, otherwise, we'll be running Thursday, our normal time probably. Charles is back now, so uh, maybe we'll get Charles on stream to play a couple games. Um, I would agree with you. Tampa's definitely shithole. Um, After they beat the the Bills, yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. All right. I don't know about like soccer ball or whatever football. Like I don't I don't know anything soccer about soccer ball. Yeah. Like I don't follow football at all. So Oh man. Well, I was trying to think of you I should call it American football. There you go. Because I've been saying uh football instead of soccer lately and I confuse somebody at the hockey arena. Cuz they're like <laughs> they're, they're they're like they're like I don't think that team plays football. I was like yes they do and they're like no. No they don't. And I was like Oh, I'm sorry. I've been in the habit of saying, um, I've been in the habit of saying football for soccer instead. And and he's like, "Oh, you're an asshole." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry." Yeah, they are confused. They get they got confused, a hundred percent. Ugh. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll be back Thursday night uh, with some stream games. We're gonna put Charles on the hot seat to play at least one of those games. Um, if you want to join and tear Charles a new asshole, uh, we have the sign up stream list. Bring it on. Um, I don't know, Charles. You you want to pick the challenge this week? What do they have to fly against you, or what what challenge do you want for list building? You know what? We'll do this. We'll do this WWE style. I'll call it a a, a U.S. title open challenge. Bring whatever list you want. I'm gonna fly Republic. All Ooh. right. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. If not, I'll be running the droid swing. <coughs> Some, somebody, somebody save Charles from having to, to run a droid sword. Oh, Navi. Navi is coming in to fly. He wants to fly against the droid. Yeah, sword. I know. Because right. A wings are usually really good against the droid swarm. So, if we're being honest, <laughs> I had bad luck against Drew. Ask Marcel. I had to play Marcel a couple times against A wings, and it didn't do very well. But anyway. Let's let's end the show before we just keep rambling for the next seven hours. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week, Sunday night, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we will also be back on Thursday with live games. And we'll kind of let you know uh, we might have a couple extra episodes coming out um, just because of the holidays. So I have some time off. Charles has a little bit more time off. And JJ always just makes time for us because we're the best people in the world. So with that being said, thank you very much. Have a good night and we'll see you next week.